Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 44 of The Good, The Dan, The Florida Man. With you, as always, uh, your hosts. Mm, okay. I'm coming in too hot. I got too excited. I'm Ryan. I'm The Good. And uh, I'm... Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I'm Daniel. Bentholomew? Yeah. Benthenium. I'm Ben, and I'm fed up. Thank you for joining us. This is the first time listening to our podcast. Thanks for being here. We hope we say or do something today that makes you want to check in next week. We are three stand-up comedians that turn to podcasting as the world shut down by COVID, and we tell stories and share history facts and interview our friends and a whole bunch of stuff. Today we have a fun story time episode. The story that we are uh, talking about today was actually voted on by our patrons. So if you're not part of our Patreon, make sure you check out uh, the Patreon there. The link, there's a link on our website, gdfmpodcast.com. Uh, and you will get voting power in the stuff that we talk about in future episodes. But before we get into that, Ryan, Dan, and I still do stand-up comedy. We still have shows coming up. So, Ryan, where can they find you? Uh, you know, your best bet to find me is go to my website, youthpastorian.com. We've got some shows coming up. But I'm not exactly a 1,000% sure when this one's going out. So, yeah, follow me if you go there. Daniel, <laughs> uh, follow me on socials for like the immediate shows because that's kind of how I function. But if I don't, then I'm usually with this guy. Yeah, I got some shows coming up in May if you want to check those out. Uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, May 19th, Summit City Comedy Club. Then May 2022 or 2021, I will be in Appleton, Wisconsin at the Skyline Comedy Club. And then May 22nd, I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky at the Louisville Comedy Club. Those tickets are already on sale on my website, so go ahead and check those out. Uh, today's story time is I, we bring up a lot of stuff on this podcast where it's like, oh, that'll be a funny story. And then we just don't talk about it again. Uh, one of the stories that we brought up a while ago is I accidentally joined a fraternity while I was in college. And I say it like that on purpose because that's what happened. Uh, we're going to talk about that today. So stay tuned for that. Uh, before we do that, this is always the first, the first episode of the, of the month. We, we ask, what have you guys been up to? What, what have you guys been doing? Where you been at? What you what you been? At? Anything crazy happened? I filmed a special. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it actually went really well. Did it? So remember last month when we were like, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know if it'll go well. It went really well. Yeah, yeah that was nice. It was good. And I just finished uh, working through the uh, God the the selects for it so that I could make selections of like which videos need to go. And that took me like four days of eight hours of work every day. Wow. Of that was a lot. Yeah. Okay. So two things. One, that microphone needs to be closer to your mouth. Hello. You can move the. It's on an arm. I know. If but you I'm, wanna... I'm on wheels too. Okay. Uh, and two, there's a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that have never, that have no idea what it's like to make a special. It's, Walk us through it. It's wild to be honest. So we got there. We had the theater. It was a 600 seat theater. Where? where what is the name of the theater? Uh, it's in Westminster Christian Academy, also known as my high school. Yeah. You our... recorded your special in your high school. I did. I wanted to really badly. Okay. Yeah. I uh, because it has a beautiful 600 person uh, theater, and also I was just like I know the guy that runs it, and he's like an Emmy award winning editor. So I was like, yeah, I'll have him sure. produce this and yeah. and do this. And so his name's Mike. He's great. And we, hi, Mike. Uh, hi, Mike. I hope you're listening Hello, to this, Michael. You're getting a shout out. Um, but I, I know you said shout out, but it sounded like you said you're getting up. shot at. You're getting shot at. <laughs> you're gonna get shot at. Oh, it's all positive. Uh, but yeah, and welcome so, to St. Louis. God, that that is the truth, though. Um, but yeah, we got there at like eleven. I ran through it with Ahmed. Eleven a.m. Eleven thirty a.m. What time was the show? Six and nine. No, wait. I got there at two. Yeah, they that... got there at eleven, but I got there say? at two. The theater people. The theater people. Yeah. Okay. And so we uh, you run through it to no audience, which is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, that's because it's just like. No matter how good your set is, you just immediately think – because even if you're getting laughs from, like, the crew, yeah. you're going to bomb. You know, you yeah. just feel like you're going to bomb It doesn't horribly. feel good to no. tell jokes to empty chairs. To nothing. Yeah. yeah. So that that hurt, and then I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then we went out and got food, and I, I – because I always eat, like, really, really specifically before I get on stage just because I don't want, like, anything to go wrong. We well, also have the stomach of a toddler. I do have the stomach of a toddler. 
Um, I really do. But what I, was your pre-show meal? It was a uh, bowl from Panera, and it was like a quinoa, broccoli, and chicken bowl. Yeah, so you just wow. went to a hospital and you asked, like, "What do you guys have today?" Yeah, exactly. That was that really was. <laughs> and they were much like, it. "We have this for thirty dollars." I mean, it, yeah, it was expensive. Sorry, this was just like a random tangent of hate, hating Panera that I just went on. He but hates it. I meant it with his soul. I liked it though. It, uh, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it helps my tum. And then as we're coming back, we had uh, there were people waiting in line, and so because I can't help myself because I'm a dork. Yeah, uh, I just waited in line with them. I just got in line. Did you announce your presence? Not at all. Did they notice you? Uh, only like two people did. Okay, it brought me a lot of joy. Because <laughs> I was just like, look, I'm in line now too. This is, and then, and then Ahmed was like, Ryan, we have to go. And I yeah. was like, okay. I just want to see. And so we uh, we got on in. And, like, there is so much going on the entire time. Like, there's, yeah. we had ushers. We had people. We had uh, we had people, like, filling out forms because they had to make sure that they had, like, signed release forms. And then you also had to make sure that, like, people were being seated at the right areas. And then you also had to make sure that, like, people weren't in the way of, like, the massive cameras. Like, we had a jib, which yeah. was super cool. It was so much fun. The jib is the moving one. Yeah, yeah it's it the like, big, like, In metal. the seat, and you just kind of – it like floats you around. Yeah, it floats above and, and and down, and it's like huge. And so that was cool. That was worth it. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So we, I think we had seven cameras doing, uh, yeah, doing the show, and it was it was cool. It was really fun, and it was just great. That the first show, like, went off really well, and then that second show, I was just like, at that point, you're just coasting. Like, like, yeah. like you're just free flying. You can do whatever you want. And yeah, there were there were outtakes in both shows. But thankfully, nothing overlapped where mm-hmm. it was like it screwed up in both shows. Right. Yeah. So it was just – it was great. But at yeah. one point, the mic just goes out on on me or like popped when I was talking. I'm saying something like really intense like, you know, and I yeah. never cheat and I never will. And that's when it went out and I just look up and go, God. And like it's just <laughs> – <laughs> it's just – it was weird. Are you keeping it's, it? No. Oh. I'm keeping a different one though. Can uh, you do the uh, the director's cut with that in there? Yeah, the Snyder cut. Yeah, it really right, as like right, a Patreon exclusive. Right. That would I am planning on like taking all the 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 dumb clips that we have. Like yeah. it, like I started out my set and instead of like very first show started out one of my like earliest jokes is the only reason people would think that I date women is because I wear flannel and they think I'm a lesbian. Like that's <laughs> fair. Yeah, baseline. But I started out by saying everyone thinks I'm a lesbian. Oh no! And like it was it was like four minutes in, and uh, Haley and Kendra were in there, oh, and so they, they no. were just like, and Haley just looks at me after the show and goes, "I'm never gonna let you live this down," <laughs> and they shouldn't. As they, I'm shouldn't. not gonna either. Yeah, no, I definitely. Well, I was already on that train anyway. Yeah, but it was good. It was fun. It was it was a lot. Um, now it's just down to editing it and seeing where we can sell it to. Um, yeah. Got got a couple production companies that seem to be interested, so that's nice. So that cool, we can cool, get cool. it to them, and then they can get it wherever they need to get it, and we can hopefully make some nice. Coin and drop that. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's Good exciting. Yeah, I thought, dude. But what about you? And, and, and finally, I'd like to point out, like, I'm I'm third, but now we all have comedy specials on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, mine's not out. Ah, well, I guess you, yours you, isn't out either. Mine isn't out either. But you filmed it first. Yeah, my, it's only like a 20-minute thing, though. That's yeah, still a comedy special. You know what I mean? It's a dry bar special, not a Ben Brainerd special. Yes, oh, the nice. Thing it's is, cool. You're the, I'm yeah, yeah, happy it's about cool. It. Yeah, yeah. We might have gotten like dry bar specials before you, but you got like a full special. Yeah, you did I it. You that. did the thing. Well, that, and I will say, if if you listen here and you also watch me and you donated to the uh, Kickstarter, thank you so much because that was the craziest thing ever. Was it got kickstarted and that's how we got it. Yeah, because like that's yeah. You like, weren't live when it got funded, weren't you? It was cr- yes. Yes, I was, and it was insane. It was crazy because it just started going up, and I was like, I went from eight thousand to twenty-seven thousand five hundred dollars in like two hours on a live. Wow, wow, it blew my mind. Well, That's thank it. you, everyone who donated. Yeah, thanks for everybody that donated. Now we have to live with you whatever made, comes from that. You made I'm, Ryan very happy. You, you did, and I'm. I, it's true. You do have to live with whatever <laughs> with, with the the tragedy of Doth Pelagius the Wise. Like that's. <laughs> What about you guys? What was going on in your world? Man, what happened in February? We were we did some shows together. We did in some shows. Chicago? Did you? No, you couldn't. No, make I, it to no, Chicago. no, I didn't go to March. Chicago, but I, came, I went to. Oh yeah, no, it's March. Yeah, it's March. DC. Yeah, what happened this month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened this month? We went to DC in February, right? The DC Comedy Loft. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did but DC. We're supposed to be back there in June. I had, I had fun there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It was it a great was... room. What did we do in March though? 
March we did where Yeah. I did some shows with Drew. We did Virginia. Drew. The two Virginias. Oh yeah, the Virginia Beach and Richmond. Yes. And I had Cookout for the first time. Yeah, like twice. Incredible. I had What was the place that we went to? Something buttermilk. Dog, whatever. Oh, the little like the I'm the... obsessed with sweet tea now. Like <laughs> I, so I have I just like so... It was Dan's first time in the South. Well, well that and I'm also being Mormon, I like have never really had like the opportunity to explore yeah. tea, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've been like I grew up on a rooibos, and rooibos is really great, but uh, just like regular tea stuff. Yeah. And I always used to avoid iced tea when I was in like vending machines and stuff because I was like, this is against this the is, rules. This I can't is, Joseph this. Smith would hate me. Yes, legitimately. Uh, well, it was more God, but yeah, I guess Joseph Smith too. But <laughs> <Him> too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is kind of scary to drink tea when you think God is going to punish you for it. So I tried sweet tea for the first time, and that like was incredible. It was just wild to have fast food that was like seasoned, because like in Utah, fast food is not seasoned. So it wasn't exactly a fast food place. They sold themselves off as like a, a soul food fried chicken restaurant. But it, I'm even talking about just cooking. Out. I was like, bro, this is oh, yeah. se- this has seasoning on it. Why yeah. is this seasoned? Like, I was like, chicken sandwiches back ho- in Utah. You order a chicken breast sand, like a grilled chicken breast sandwich. Yeah, that motherfucker doesn't have anything on it. Right? <laughs> like, it's the most like, Mormon like, chicken sandwich you've ever like, had in your life. Seasoning? It has lettuce on it. What do you mean? Why do you need seasoning? And it's like, <laughs> my god. Like, I just want good chicken, and that was yeah, it was great. Uh, I messaged my family. Uh, crying uh, because I was like, it's so good to be in a place with food that's seasoned. Uh, and yeah, it was just great. It was really awesome. Had some really fun chats with my Uber drivers. Uh, oh, a taxi driver. It was the first time I took a taxi, not a Lyft or an Uber. Okay, hold on. Before you do this, you're the, yeah, you got in a car with a person who wasn't an Uber. That, yeah, yeah. So, excuse this has me? happened twice now. <laughs> Just because it keeps happening to me at airports. So, I don't know what happened, but basically, you know what happened. I got out at Baltimore. Yeah, I got out of uh, out of Baltimore. I am, and he had to make it to DC. Yeah. Or no, was I just picking you up for the Baltimore show? No, no, no. I had to drive into D.C. Okay, yeah, I did drive then... into D.C. from Baltimore. Yeah, and so I walk out of the airport. I order a lift. It's a 10-minute wait. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I'm sitting there at the, at the passenger pickup, and this guy just rolls up and is like, hey, come over here. And I was like, <laughs> come over here. He's not talking to me. And then he was right. like, no, 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 come over here. And I was like. Oh, he is talking. You, to me. the gay one. And so I woke up. I was wearing my giant pink sweatsuit. <laughs> so uh, I woke up to him and I'm like, "Hi." I thinking like he's gonna ask me if I'm. I was like, he thinks I'm his passenger, probably. Sure. He's probably like a Lyft driver that just thinks I'm here. I woke up to him. I'm like, "Hi." Uh, I'm just waiting for my Uber. Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And he's because he's like, "Where are you going?" And I was like, oh, "I'm going to DC, wherever the hotel, whatever yeah. hotel we were in." And he was like, "I could take you." And I was like. Hate that. I'm sure you can. Um, you okay, have a car, yeah. I'm yeah. sure you could. And he's like, I yeah, I'll, I, I can take you. And I was like, hmm. And he was like, <laughs> hmm. well. Like, no he, alarm like, bells were ringing? You don't have to. You don't have to wait. You can just get, like, driven, and you can just pay me whatever you were going to pay them. Because he was like, yeah. Uber, apparently Lyft takes, like, a solid, like, a 60 70% of the people's money. I don't yeah. I don't think it's that much but it is It's a lot. It's at the at the very least it's like 25% of what you're paying I, goes to the app and not the driver. Yeah. So he was like just pay me what you were going to pay them. And I was like, okay, solid. I'm fine with that. So I get in the car and yeah, yeah I took a did that. It's like an hour for an, for an hour and then yeah. the same thing happened to me in Virginia. You did it again. Oh but my god. <laughs> this one was this one wasn't just a random car. This was a taxi. Also, sure. I did not realize the taxis are more expensive. He was just like, yeah. "Hey, get in the car," thinking it's the same situation situation like No, the oh, reason gonna, like, Uber and me. Lyft became so popular is because they were cheaper than taxis. Yeah. And so I get to the hotel and I was like, he's like, "Okay, that'll be X amount of money." And I was like, "Oh." oh. Uh, I just tripled the amount I was going to pay in Lyft. And I was like, I should have just waited for the 10 minutes. But that's the other thing. I'm not a patient person. I was just like, I just want to get to the hotel. 
and we'll be done. And then, you're a trusting person, not a patient person. Uh, yeah, both. Well, that's what I said. I mean, I'm not patient. You have and to be that's trusting. Why. I'm very trusting. For the things that you just said out loud. And very impatient, which yeah. is such a weird combination because it just puts me into so many weird situations. So that was fun. I enjoyed that. Other than that, I've been gardening. And what else have I done? Mm, no. That's about it. Okay. It was really fun. Yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? Well, I mean, we did the Virginia shows together. Yeah. Uh, but before that, like the week before that, so like this whole, basically the first three months of this year, I have not been home for more than like 24 hours at a time. Uh, yeah. Like I fly home, I work here for 24 hours. There was a day where like we had to, you and me, me and Dan had to come in like one day. We recorded three episodes of the podcast just in one day. And then I had to start packing again because I left that night. Yep. And so most of this year, I go out for, like, a week. I come back for a day, maybe two, and then I leave again. And and I was about to have, like, a full week off at the beginning of March. But I got a text from Drew Lynch that was like, hey, buddy, um, not to sound like I'm trying to insult you or anything, but do you want to open for me at a couple theater shows in Michigan next week? And I was like, "You, that's not insulting to me, Drew. I love working with you. You're great to you yeah. be around, obviously. And I know, obviously, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna pay me. So, yeah, I'd love to. Um, and I had those days off, but that was like, I would then have to come home, be home for 24 hours, get on a plane at LAX or I think Burbank for this one and then fly out to Michigan again, like in within 24 hours. Uh, but I was like flying up with Drew. We did a show in, uh, we did Lexington, Michigan, and then Jackson, Michigan. Uh, and we did two shows in Lexington and one show in Jackson. And they were all great. Like the two shows we did in Lexington, it was like a, it's a small theater. It would only fit, fit like two fifty. So it was like it was just a, a comedy club size. Yeah. Um. So we did two shows there. Sold out both shows. Nice. Drew did. They were already sold out before he even asked me on the show. So nice. I don't want any of this. Uh. But after the show, we went upstairs and they had over the whole like shopping plaza kind of thing where the theater was. The one guy was the general manager of the whole complex. And so he turned the upstairs into like fancy um, apartments, or more more like hotel rooms, I guess, because yeah. that's the way that you would just rent them out for like the weekend or whatever. And he would sometimes just let the performers come and rent these places out while they're there for that weekend. That's cool. And he showed us the big one. And I want you guys to imagine what you think like a Hollywood set would look like for like a ski resort. Wow, and that's what this one room was. It's it would he said it, it they would get like when they had big bands come through they would have like ten members and they would all sleep in that room comfortably. Wow. It was massive. There were three separate bedrooms plus a giant living room with a bunch of couches and stuff. And Drew just kind of I think jokingly was like, "Oh man, it'd be really really fun to play hide and seek in here." And, yes, <laughs> and the GM was like, "Do you want to?" And we were like, yes, we do. And so it was like me, Drew, Mel, which is uh, Drew's fiance, uh-huh. um, the GM, and then three people that worked at the place. And the, they were all around our age, uh-huh. like uh, mid to late 20s, early 30s. So they were younger guys, and they were like, absolutely, we want to play hide-and-seek in this giant hotel room. A dream. Um, and so we dream. did. We turned off all the lights, and then Drew was like, I'll count first. It was my idea. Drew starts counting. The GM's like, come with me. He'll never find you. He, like, takes off a piece of, like, the the corner molding of one of the counters in the kitchen, pulls the drawer, like, the whole cabinet out of the wall, and then there's a hole in between. So you could open the cabinets, and you just see the back of the cabinets. We were in between the back of the cabinets and the other <laughs> wall. <laughs> and we fit four people in there. Oh my what? God. And we had room for more. And he just – he him and one other guy wow. put the cabinet back in, put the molding back on. You couldn't even tell that this thing would move. And after I think probably like 10 minutes, Drew finds the GM and the other guy. And then the four of us are just starting to make noises in the cabinet just to mess with him. Like I start tweeting like a bird. Mel is making fart noises. The other two guys are like knocking on the walls. There's a 10-minute video on my phone, and you can just faintly in the background hear Drew Lynch just like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate you guys. Like, It was great. We eventually had to like break it open and crawl out, and then uh, then Mel 
was the the person again the second time and i just found the tallest cabinet Mm-hmm. in the in the in the place and i climbed on top and i went into the fetal position and uh when she she found me but it's only because she told me afterwards she found me because she couldn't find me and then thought if i were ben where would i want to hide <laughs> and she goes then i just started looking up <laughs> <laughs> and she, she found me after that and then we did another show in uh jackson michigan uh sold out again a thousand fifty Wow. In that theater, and uh, we did a meet and greet after it, wow. which took an hour and a half. Crazy, it's pretty normal. And it was <laughs> no, it was we were moving, we were. Hoofing. I know you guys were actually we moving, were yeah, moving so fast, but it didn't feel like any time was going on because me and Drew were just like bouncing off. We were like yes anding with everybody that came into the line, so it was it went fast and it was fun. Um, and then I had to fly from there, and the, the Virginia shows were after that, yeah. and then I went from Virginia down to Florida. I had a couple shows in South Florida, and I just wanted to stay a few days to see to see some friends and stuff. And so I did a couple shows in uh, in Boca Raton and and West Palm Beach area. And uh, the last day that I was there, I actually got lunch with uh, Carmela Bing. If if you if you don't know the name, you can uh, Google it on in, Incognito tab. Uh, she you know works in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's super cool in accounting. And accounting. Uh, accounting, yeah. That's the way to put it. Uh, gotcha. uh, yeah, and so it, you reminded me. Because you said you wanted to do, like, interviews with porn I would stars. love to interview porn stars. Because I think it would be so funny to have happy, wholesome interviews with porn stars where we talk about everything but porn. Yeah. Like, you just don't talk about I it. I think like... that is an incredible idea, and I think you should definitely Well, yeah, you. And, and you were like, I don't know any. Well, I do. Yeah. Well, uh, I did not know who she was when she first followed me. Like, she followed me, and she sent me a message just about, like, oh, I like your videos, blah, blah, whatever. And I didn't recognize who it was. Mm-hmm. Until like I looked again, she was I I was just messaging because I knew it was like I know she's in or she had messaged me again. She was like, "Hey, when are you doing shows in South Florida?" And I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I have some this coming weekend." She's like, "Oh, I have to film something that day," and I just was like, "Oh, cool. What do you what do you film?" And she's like, "Well, usually adult stuff," and I was like. Oh my god! <laughs> I know who you are now. <laughs> uh, it didn't click, and then uh, I just like the idea of you being like, "Oh my god, I know exactly." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I told her. I was like, "Oh, I now I recognize who you like your your face and your name." Yeah, and she was like, "That's flatter. Don't, don't flatter me." Real. And I was like, "Okay, I wasn't. I was just saying I recognize you." <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we had we had lunch, and she was super cool, like just super down to earth. Which is, you know, as the three of us know, when when you look at somebody and you think, oh, they're famous, and then you yeah. meet them, like we're just humans, we're just regular people, aggressively yeah. normal, and individuals. same same thing. Yeah, it's just an aggressively normal. She's a super cool person to talk to, so we just had a, a nice lunch. I but yeah, that. I could absolutely reach out and be like, would you want to do this dumb interview this dumb interview where i literally because i'm thinking about keeping it to three minutes so that i can put it up on tiktok sure but all it does all it is is just like hey i just want to ask you questions about things you like like what do you yeah. do like what's your even though you just humanizing me, yeah well yeah very humanizing that's questions, what i was but, gonna say but also like that's like, what fun. are your hobbies like what like what mm-hmm. is your favorite thing to do as a child what did you want to be when you grew up oh yeah you know what i mean like things like that just to be like who are you like i want to know yeah who you are I who you really are and I think it would be cool, to, especially to take a, like and do it with my platform because I have a happy, wholesome audience. But sometimes people also think that because of that, like I just either ignore or don't pay attention or like don't think about like the other side of life. Right? But, like we do all the time. Yeah. And it's like I don't yeah. know why we wouldn't just talk to those people like people. Well, it kind of like your your thing kind of boxes you in into the the internet, more or less infantilizing you. They think you're just a, a child. Yeah, you're like a, you're a sheltered naive kid. That's the difference that I don't think people understand is the difference between like being like the pure thing that we joke about and then like mm-hmm. and like innocent versus naive. You know what I yeah. mean? Like like I can be very innocent. Like I haven't done a lot of things, but I'm well aware of yeah. what is out there. You're like, not stupid or ignorant. Yeah, no, in no way am I ignorant to what's in the world. Yeah, it's just being like in the world, not of the world. You know, if you will, it's putting it in a really weirdly. That was a very Christian way Christian, to put it. Christian way of putting it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gave me the jeepers. Yeah, it gave you the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> yeah, but man, that was that was fun. And I, I flew back, and 
I got to I finally I, I have April off and like the second half of March and April off of travel for the first time I think in like five or six years um so the first like three days that I was home I just slept nice I, I didn't I just stayed in my room and I slept and like the next week after that I was like okay I'm gonna get back into the gym so I'm super sore right now it was last week was my first week back in the gym wow. after taking three months off mm-hmm. it was rough everything hurts yeah I can imagine and now we're doing this, so yeah, we're we're get, we're kicking back into it. But I think uh, anything else? You guys? Nope. No. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hop into today's story time, as voted on by our patrons once again, uh, with uh, twenty four votes. We have. I'm gonna actually just bring up what the options were. So, the three options to vote on were uh, Ryan's animal under the porch story. Dan's dad disappeared for four days story, and Ben's accidentally joined a frat story. Uh, Ryan got nine votes, Dan got 15, and this one got 24 of the votes. So, uh, give the people what they want is a thing that I've heard other people say. <laughs> yeah, I uh, accidentally joined a frat when I was in college. I want to know. It was an accident. I <laughs> That much I got, but he yeah. accidentally joined a frat. People, don't, people question that part of the story the most. Was it because you played hide and seek? It wasn't. Uh, but it was because of a sport. Exactly. It was because of a game. That's that's accurate. I feel like frat culture's sporty. Sure. Y- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's. I went to a weird college. I went to Embry Riddle Aeronautical University in Daytona Beach, Florida. That uh, sounds like a Harry Potter spell. It does. does. Yeah. <laughs> Say that again. Uh, Embry Riddle. Embry Riddle Aeronautical University in Daytona Beach, Florida. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, it is an engineering college. It's, like, number one in the country for aeronautical engineering. Fun. It's also a flight school. So, like, half of the student body is there to learn how to make planes. The other half of the student body is there to fly them. That's really cool. And to be Boeing. Yeah. 70%, I think, of Boeing's workforce is hired from Riddle. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And NASA. There's a pretty high percentage of NASA employees that come from Riddle as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Um, so that's that's where I went. Only six thousand students. So like airplane nerd frats, sorta. But they were also very friendly to military. So there's a lot of guys that were, they were retired military, and Riddle would just give them huge discounts on tuition and stuff. Oh, okay. So it was like half of the student body was engineers, half of them were flight students, some of them were just like business. Yeah, I've played flight simulator before <clears throat> with the actual like necessary equipment. I've seen people do flight simulators it's before. Pretty great. I've flown a plane. I l- so have wait, I. What? Yeah. Yeah. Really? My grandpa has a pilot's license and a plane in, a, in an airstrip. That, that kept getting more impressive. Yeah. Pilot's license, impressive. He's plane. old and rich. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. When you said airstrip, that's when I was like, oh. Yeah. He he bought an airplane hangar, converted half of it into a mansion, and the other half he kept as an airplane hangar and a garage and an office. And it came with just, like, this long grass strip, which recently he actually had paved. So it's, like, a paved runway now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my brother, I think, is doing actual flight lessons with him right now. Like, he's on his way to get his pilot's license. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So that's. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. What's your flight story? I I just, I was in Missouri, and I wanted to fly a plane after the plane crash story. So I, I just decided I'll go. Uh, go with an instructor. And you instructor. wanted to fly a plane. I wanted to fly a plane because I thought if this ever happens again, I'm going to be prepared. Not mm. like they're ever going to ask anybody in the back of the plane got any opinions. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I, uh, I yeah, I got I got on a plane and uh, like a little Cessna, and yeah. then the dude who got on with me like to train me for it was just like. <laughs> The dude that got on with you? Yeah, yeah we got At least on. he didn't get off with him. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's least, a different yeah. approach there. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah. But he was just, he was a super chill dude, but like too chill because at one point, like, we're just flying through the air and he's just like, yeah, by the way, in case something bad ever happens, like, you should know how to handle this. And he just turns off the plane. Absolutely. I like him. I, yeah, he's got very Ben energy. And I was I like, like him. I was like, uh, that's actually why I'm here is because we had planes, like, have that issue. And so, but yeah, we just coasted and drove. And then we turned yep. it back on mid-flight. And we ended up landing. And But during the landing, my, my mom was with us. And, and I go, so how do you want me to land this? And because uh, she was expecting him to land it. And he goes, well, normally I land it. But honestly, like. You're pretty steady. Like, I think you're fine, which is funny. You? Me, with a tremor. But wow. But in my hands, I'm pretty good. It's mostly in my neck where the tremor is. Yeah, if and you want some part of your body to shake, absolutely, the neck is the safest. Absolutely, yeah. Keeps me fun at parties, too. 
Um, uh, you want to elaborate on that one? No, I don't. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, and so we ended up landing it, and the dude was just like, "Hey, nice," and I was like, "You, you could have, you could have given any more instruction instead of <laughs> no, nice." Absolutely not. Yeah. It was I've just never the flown least a plane. Amount of information I've ever gotten. Do you want to fly a plane? I've never flown a plane, but I have been in a cockpit. We're anyway, just going to leave that one hanging uh, out there. But the, yep. I do kind of want to fly a plane, I think. I think it would be very fun to kind of just, I don't know. I just feel like I would be the statistic is the only reason, the only thing. is like, Which you know when you hear people say stories where they're like one in 50 people who tries to fly a plane dies from being something. I don't know if that's I don't. Really that's incorrect. But I feel like I would be that one person, that like one in a million. Is you you don't think you'd be the million? I tried flight simulator, and I the killed. game blew up. Yeah, <laughs> basically, like I just was not great at it. Uh, <laughs> not that you can't be. The other thing about a flight simulator is that you can't really like mess up. I feel like as long as you yeah. have the general controls down, I found a way to mess up, and so that good. was just very weird. So I feel like for me, I'm also like I'm fine. Just sitting in the back. Flight, of the plane. Yeah. Honestly, flying a plane is pretty idiot proof. To be completely honest, yeah. like it's not, it's not, not challenging. It doesn't, and that's the thing is, it doesn't feel. It's not challenging. a helicopter. After oh like a couple rounds yeah. of it, I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I just, I just don't want to do it. It'd be that's scary. Fair. Okay. And if I did fly a plane, I would do like a Tiger King thing, where I just like fly away to an island somewhere. <laughs> that took a turn. Yes, I loved it though. Okay, yeah. sure. So I went to a school that taught dad. flight. I did not. I was not in that flight. I was an engineering student. Oh. Um, But the other thing you need to know about this school is that there were only 6,000 students. There were only like three frats and three sororities. And there were no frat housing. There wasn't Greek row. Uh, A good ratio, though. It was a six-to-one guy-to-girl ratio Mm. at my school. Bad ratio, though. Great for the gays. Great for the gays, yeah, absolutely. But, but for it, you, straights, so. even uh, for the gays, man, because like it, it becomes this thing of just like if if you are gay, great, uh, you'll you might never uh, actually enjoy spending time with somebody because there's just too many options. There's there's five more where you found him. I don't think that any gay is like oh, I'm so sad that I have so many options. I mean, yeah, especially in college, I guess. Yes, but also I, there are me people, so like not all of them. No, not everyone. There, there, a there lot was of a them decent, are army. I don't. I don't know if a lot no, of them. There's a. There's a small amount. I was gonna say sure. a lot of them are international. And out I'm of not state. disappointed if I have to sleep with like a few navy and army people. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna say. I'd be pretty happy. Uh, fair enough. There's a big guy in uniform. Big <laughs> air force. <laughs> big air force representation. Oh, because uh, it flight school makes a lot of sense. Nice. It'd be weird if it was like mostly. I actually Marines. did the air force ROTC <laughs> while I was there for. We want to fly planes a little bit. Marines. Um. So it was a six to one guy to go ratio, which the weird effect there wasn't like it was hard to meet women. Sure, it was. They just didn't exist. But it was also like hard to meet male friends, too, because they were like meerkats. Anytime like a woman would enter the vicinity, there was no more like it it was over. The bro code went up. Okay, so you're also saying like with that information, I'm like, so there were no gays. It feels like I'm sure there were. I, I it doesn't it, sound like I'm it. betting small person. <laughs> yeah, if if the girls are walking into the room and the guys are like, I don't. Think I, I mean, I, maybe just the guys that I just was talking me, to. I guess. Just as, speaking as me, if a girl walked into the room, I'd be like, "Hi, queen. Hey, you're so pretty. Put your hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sh- there was that. Yeah, I'm not saying there were no gay people at this school at all. I'd be but, brushing the hair mid-flight. But I mean, like, what percentage? <laughs> what percentage of the population is gay? <sighs> A small part. Right. It's just well, already a know. small. Apparently it's growing. Or people identify. Accepting of it is, yeah. Not necessarily accepting. I think people just more. Uh, yeah, societally. Yeah. And also just like people are identifying more as bi. Sure. Do we know all of that information? I don't know. Yeah, that's but, true. I don't think we probably know all uh, that information. I guess yeah, we can't talk on that. But it was hard to meet friends because everyone just was, there was no focus. Engineering students are really hard to talk to because they're engineering students. Uh, flight school was on the other half of the school, so it was hard to meet those people. Um, and then just the ratio kind of made everyone a little bit awkward the whole time. And I was undiagnosed ADHD at the time. I did not have medicine. I didn't have a diagnosis. I was just bad at school. Mm. Good at puzzles, bad at school. And so anytime the... 
the university had something happening outside of class, I would go look. Like one day they had an exotic animal petting zoo just set up in the courtyard, and I did not go to class that day. Mm. I just pet all the animals. Like there's pictures of me on my Instagram somewhere of like a fox sleeping on my shoulders, and like I'm holding a porcupine. And, like, there's a boa constrictor around my neck. Okay, can stuff. we talk about the fact that that's the school's fault? Because if you put an exotic animal petting right? zoo on campus, you're not trying to get them to go to class. Absolutely not. Oh, my gosh. I would have I would have been there with the fox all day. I would have asked them to take yeah, me home. Yeah, it was a little finnick fox. It was adorable. <laughs> They're so cute. Yeah, and so I never really paid attention to class. I would take any excuse to not go to class. And there was the activities fair one day. And they had all the activities booths just out in the in the courtyard. So you just walk up and down like these two rows and look at all the, the school activities, the clubs, and all that. When I tell you I signed up for every booth, I'm not joking. I signed up for every group, every activity, every club. I signed up for student government. I signed up for the radio team. I signed up for – they had a stand-up comedy club. But I wasn't in comedy at the time. Mm-hmm. I signed up for it anyway. I signed up for the rugby team, mm-hmm. which wasn't even official. It was a club. It was just a rugby club. Yeah. I signed up for everything. If you had a booth with a sign-up sheet and a pen, my name was on it by the end of that day. Nice. Wow. Uh, and then I just started getting a bunch of emails from these clubs being like, hey, thanks for signing up, blah, blah, blah. Our first day of whatever, whatever is this day at this place at this time. And I get one from the rugby team. It's like, hey, our first day of practice is – you know, next Friday at on this field at this time. Yeah. And I was like, perfect. I'll be there. Like, I am I was genuinely excited about playing rugby. Yeah. I'm a tiny, tiny person, but I'm very quick. And I was Good hoping that home. would just, yeah. I hope I was hoping that would be enough to carry me. And I show up to the field on the, on the right day, right field, right time. And the only thing, only people I see out there are a bunch of dudes playing flag football. Mm-hmm. And my brain was like, oh, I bet this is the rugby team doing, like, a fun activity to welcome all the new players. Yeah. Uh-huh. As you would. That actually makes a lot of sense to me. Right. Yeah. I had no second thought. Yeah. At no point in my life was I like, Unless this is Unless you've seen rugby, you'd, yeah, it's just the assumption. Right. Know. Well, I mean, I know what rugby looks like, but I knew, and I knew they were playing flag football. It's just my thought was, like, this is a fun thing to sure welcome new people. Yeah. There were, at no point was I like, this is a different group of people. Yeah. And so I just joined them. I just like, walked into a circle. They're picking teams, and I just walked up, mm-hmm. and they were like, All right, hey, red shorts, come on. And I was I was wearing red shorts. So they, You were wearing red shorts. It would have been confusing. Yeah. Of, you know, not been <laughs> red uh, shorts, and I went. Yeah, that's uh, me. <laughs> well, the thing is, I like to ask people why, why they called me red shorts because um, I didn't tell them my name. Which is the other important factor there. I did not introduce myself to anyone. Yeah. They just thought you were red shorts. <laughs> I was kind of expecting there to be some sort of, like, introductory activity. Absolutely. I, and there wasn't. And we, I got picked for a team. And first thing I did was, like, hey, guys, let me get the run back. And when they kick it off, let me run it back. And they were like, okay, stranger. <laughs> yep, sure. Okay, a tiny person that we don't know. Sure, we'll let you get the run back. And they let me take it, and I just flew past everybody. Yeah. Because, unbeknownst to me, they were all frat kids. And I was fresh out of high school running cross-country soccer and track. Yeah. So you are fast, fast. I was fast, fast, and still in shape. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know alcohol in your system. There was no alcohol in my system. Mm, yeah. And they had, like, most of them had, like, a year or two of it already. They already had that freshman 15. I did not. So I was just gone and at that point they're like now we're interested in talking to this person more yeah, yeah, yeah. and so there was a guy on my team his name is kenny he was like i played uh quarterback for my high school back in back in california i can throw can you catch mm-hmm. and i was like uh i can try <laughs> <laughs> And because I'm not a great, I'm not great with my hands. I played soccer my whole life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so if you were great with your hands and played soccer, we would have had some questions. Like, yeah, you were either goalie or hands. bad. Yeah. Like, um. And so uh, he was like, "Can you catch?" And I was like, "We can find out." And he's like, "Do you know what a fly route is?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "How far or like how fast can you run?" And I said, "How far can you throw?" 
<laughs> and he said, hike. <laughs> and I, I, run, I leave my, the guy guarding me in the dust. And then the safety, who started out like yards down, like yep. tens of, 20 yards down the field, he cuts me off, and then I leave him behind. And then Kenny just bombs it, just throws it as far as he can, and I – touchdown. <laughs> and I was like, we can just do this all day. I'm not even tired. Those two this sprints. fun. Two sprints, absolutely. <laughs> and it was somewhere around there that we noticed one of the other fields on this complex. There were people on it now, and they were stretching, and they looked like an actual organized team. Ooh. And then one of the kids that we were that I was playing flag football with announces, "Hey guys, rugby practice is starting. I'll see you guys later." <laughs> and he just goes and joins the rugby practice. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh. This isn't the rugby team." <laughs> but I still didn't ask who it was. Oh my, you were just like, well, I accept that these are humans. Yeah, I just accepted. I was like, I guess this isn't the rugby team. And at that point, I had the choice of like going to do the rugby thing that I actually signed up for yeah. or continuing to play flag football. And I was having so much fun playing flag football that I was like, you had fun dominating all of these other men. Well, I also like, <laughs> which one sounds yes. more fun? Yeah, but that's what I mean. Of going not even into a sport so where every like you don't know a lot or anything, or playing yeah. flag football where you are currently the scoring best. all the touchdowns. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and it wasn't even that. Like I'm, I'm excited to learn. I know enough about rugby to, to like I could figure it out. I was excited to play rugby. It was like which one sounds more fun to me: an actual practice or playing flag football fun with flag the guys? Football. Yeah. And I was like, the guys, absolutely, the dudes. Uh, and so I stuck around, and I continued playing flag football, and at some point it was no longer red shorts. They were just calling me whatever name. I still hadn't introduced myself. They were not calling me Ben still. Uh, I got Spider Monkey a couple times. Uh, red shorts <laughs> was, was then. Speedy Gonzalez, that one was very fast to, to happen, uh, which is a very – it's a recurring nickname that I've had in my life, yeah. uh, Speedy Gonzalez. And uh, – <laughs> Yeah, and then one guy started calling me Smalls, mm-hmm. and that one stuck. Yeah. Uh, and then after we got done playing flag football, Kenny goes, hey, man, me and some of the brothers are going to go get some wings at B-dubs. Uh, we want you to come with. And I was like – And you didn't know this was a frat? No. They just, they just refer to Buffalo Wild Wings as B-dubs. I mean, that's a pretty normal thing. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you just don't have any. Uh, what? Do you have any B-dubs? Yeah. And you just don't call them B-dubs? The only people that I know that call them B-dubs are, like, bros. Wow. Really? I've almost never heard anyone actually refer to it as a Buffalo Wild Wings. Literally, yeah. The only people that I've ever heard B-dubs is, like, my bro friends. I'm not not the insane one here, right? No, no, no. Mm, uh, Why did I ask you? Yeah, bad bad choice. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're definitely the insane one. We're going to put a poll. I agreed with you. On the Patreon. It's B-dubs. That's just what I call it. It's what I've always ever heard. It's way easier than saying Buffalo Wild Wings. Absolutely. B-dubs. I just also maybe don't go there frequently enough to be able to even, like, interact and, like, have that be said to me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, But he goes, yeah, me and some of the brothers are going to go to uh, B-dubs and get some wings. We want you to come with us. And and I was like, some of the brothers? Y'all are related? Oh, my gosh. I was like... I, you we had, all like, three thought different things, by the way. (laughs) I want to let you know what... What was your thought? I don't want to talk about it. But, like... Oh, black people. No! Okay, oh Ryan. No. I see you. Ben is racist. Mm-hmm. Ben is I mean, racist. sorry, Ryan is racist. Yeah. No! I was about to say. <laughs> I'm not the one that was scared to say black people. Yes. I, I just... What now you, you have to explain what you meant. No, I did mean that. That's what I meant. Because I, I, I was mm. just thinking of home in St. Louis, and I was like... Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, you, if you say, like... Because here's the thing. If you say the boys, that, that can be any... It's a group of boys. A group of boys. Yes. Group of but if you men. say, like... If, if, if a buddy of mine is like, hey, we're going to go hang out with the brothers, and I know that my brothers... Are, are like are going to look different than me and that's okay but i'm like it's not gonna be me you know what i mean i'm not what's been referred to i'm not part of the brothers you know what I yeah mean? That's you fair. find out it's actually just a cult oh <laughs> my God. us and the brothers are going i mean to be honestly dead. fraternities very similar very cult. culty it's, it's yeah. very culty uh hazing but all that stuff they weren't they're not a haze anymore and they didn't really hate do much hazing when i was in what was like your initiation so I'll, I'll I'll explain whatever I'm allowed to explain after this. But so like they he was like yeah I mean some of the brothers are gonna go to B Dubs 
because it's very secretive. Like they're just like it's a it's a thing. You're not allowed to talk about a lot of the specifics of what you go through. Really? Yeah. And like I could, and I don't think anything bad would happen to me. But like if anybody was, if anybody's out there that was it, that was a lambda Kai, heard me telling specifics of like the indoctrination. That's not the correct word. I think it kind of is. Uh, talking about like uh, the specifics of what we do to like bring people in, mm. they would like. I would be excommunicated from like anybody who has any connection with Lambda Chi and maybe even other fraternities. Is that just out does, of respect for the fraternity? Does that so that concerns you though? Like if you did have to like tell someone something? I mean, I did don't. We just find care something that, care that Ben that Ben something that Ben cares about. I think we do. No, I don't. His but excommunication I, from Lambda well, the Chi. thing is, I don't care, <laughs> but I know other people do. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's enough. I, I, lo- I also just love that, like, excommunication, like, as far as, like, talking about, like, cults and stuff, like, there there is a system where you've created a group of people that right. you can get kicked out of and, like, well, you can tell other people not to talk to them. That is a cult! <laughs> the other thing with the excommunications as far as, like, uh, fraternities go is that, like, after college, these guys go off and join businesses. They start businesses. They become entrepreneurs. They whatever, whatever, because uh, fraternities are really good on resumes. Yeah, but Ben, we all work for ourselves. I know we do, <laughs> but like if I work at a were normal, to share the stories, yeah, yeah, you and never heard. get a normal job. Lambda Chi people in fraternities are everywhere. Everyone. So if somebody was, and there's probably like a comedy club GM out there that was a there's a former Pike, and he's like, oh, this guy was just on a podcast just sharing all the fraternity secrets like that. That's mm, come on, bro. That's scary. I never. It's had. not. I don't. It's not scary. I was, like. I honestly, I probably don't even remember any of the specifics. I'm not allowed to talk about either. We're coming for you. I'm gonna do a deep dive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I feel like deep dives. I'm gonna do a, a documentary about fraternities. <laughs> a mockumentary. So that would actually be a mockumentary about fraternities. Would be so much. Fun. Would be so fun. I would love that. So at this point, mm-hmm. I'm like, brother. I did not know you guys were related. Like, how many of you guys are brothers? And he was like, No, 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 no. We're Lambda Chi Alpha. We're a fraternity on campus. We would like you to, like, say, <laughs> say your fraternity name and your university name all in one go. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, what was it? The university the... name and university name. It's Lambda Chi Alpha Ember Riddle Aeronautical University. <laughs> My wow, beautiful. So I I went to B Dubs. I hung out with the fellas. Uh, we had some wings and talked talk shit and, and stuff and like a big part of it was like they wanted me to play for their intramural teams absolutely which was cool but then they were like there are other people that we've like rushed that are good at sports but we don't like because they were just not fun to be around yeah where it was like you are you're fun to be around and you're really good at sports we'd love to have you for this intramural for our intramurals and i was like cool uh so i hung out with them more they had like a table because there was no frat housing so each frat more or less like unofficially had their own table in the cafeteria. Uh-huh. And so if you ever just want had time in between classes or whatever, you would just go to that table and there was always just somebody around. Yeah. Um and so that just became the table, hung out with like Big Bear and Little Bear. And those were their nicknames and I I was Smalls and uh and then at some point I I was really really poor in college. And so I half the time couldn't afford to actually get lunch. And so that became known. So they would actually like toss me like meal credits and stuff. So I would get like uh, free stuff from the from the calf. And uh, occasionally they would just be like, "Look, I don't have a I don't have a meal voucher this week, but I'm not gonna finish this. Here you go." Mm-hmm. And so I became the garbage disposal. I would eat leftover <laughs> anything. Yeah. And eventually they had like the the rush week happened, and they were like, "You don't have to do the running, the rushing. We like we want you. So here's your your bid." And, um, so I, and then I had to go do it like the, I, I, the, the intro to the frat thing and it was weird, but like, it's all, I, I don't remember most of it, but I just remember it go me. I just remember thinking like, this is, this is weird. Like, have you ever seen like Van Wilder? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a scene in there where it gets kind of like weird. There's like candles and like, there's the, a yeah. lot of weird scenes. So that, that's kind of like the <laughs> feel really of it, but it was it was like a professional weird. It wasn't like, uh, y'all are going to get naked and jump on glass. It was like, hey, this is serious. You're learning about the history of the frat. You're learning about like what, it's, what it means to be in a fraternity, who your, who your big is, like all of this stuff. And it yeah. was like professional, but it was still a little weird. 
uh, going through it. And... Yeah, buddy, because cults that's, are real that's, professional. That's, like, yeah. that's like Scientology. Like, like you learn a lot of things about the history of Scientology, and like, it's a. Cult. It's not exactly uh, the same. It sounds like my high school experience. Honestly, <laughs> I went to an old boys school, so that just yeah. sounds like a lot. Like you had to learn like the school songs, and you had to like understand the history, and like be like these are the places that you are allowed to go when you're this age. And these are the places you can go when you're a senior. And it's like, there's like special, there really weren't that those kind of rules. It was just kind of like we, this is who started the the fraternity in this year because he wanted to do this. And this is the, every frat has like a charity, like their specific charity that they raise money for every year. And ours was uh feeding America. Hmm. Nice. Um, so we did a lot of events and all the proceeds would always go towards uh, food for hungry kids, basically. Did you ever tell them that you were the hungry kid? You know what they I mean? Knew. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, yeah, that it sounds like they could have had the Ben Brainerd fund. Yeah, that know? was uh, <laughs> it was a joke. It was a constant running joke. Yep. Of uh, look, we're feeding look, America. Look, the Paul guys yeah. in here. <laughs> we found one. Um, but also, I did not know fraternities had dues. Uh huh. I didn't know you had to pay monthly to mm-hmm. be in the fraternity. Oh. Yeah, and uh, ours was really cheap because we didn't have housing or anything. Uh-huh. But those dues went towards frat stuff like the events that we put on Hmm. we would all the money would go towards that and i didn't i couldn't afford the dues Mm -hmm. and so they we we came up with a deal of just like hey go kill at intramurals and like well that was part of it do really good at intramurals but also like do this job for the frat and i was the historian so i had a nice camera so i would go to all the events and i would take all of the pictures for the events yeah and uh, the one event that that was like our regular every year we would do this one was a uh, uh, casino night. Mm-hmm. We would turn the uh, the UC the, the I don't know why it was called the UC. This is a student center. Is uh-huh. the, the cafeteria was in it? Like it was just a big gathering area kind of thing. Yeah. And we would turn that into a casino. We would get blackjack tables. We would get craps tables. We would the some of the bros would learn how to deal with these things, and they would run the tables. And then I walked around with kind of like. Uh, I dressed up for it, so I had like a vest on and stuff, and I just walked around with a camera, taking pictures, like candid shots of people like gambling, mm-hmm. but not gambling, uh, donating to charity in exchange for uh, chips, um, and so that was just kind of how I paid my dues was just with pictures at events. <laughs> That's pretty that cool. sounds pretty great. Yeah, uh, and then I dropped out a year later. I almost did in college for like a year and a half, but uh, yeah, that's the story of how I signed up for rugby and ended up in a fraternity. We love it. I love that so much. Ah, college. We we didn't have frats in my college because I went to a small Christian college named Calvin College, and Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge, not based off him, based off the reformer. Yes. Yeah. Oh. John Calvin. Yeah. John Calvin. That's Mormons love John Calvin. They think that he inspired Joseph Smith to receive the revelation. Really? Yeah. That explains a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but. What I could also say is that, like, we had a dorm floor, and that was, like, our little fraternity of boys that used to just hang out and kick it. And because we were such losers, we never went to parties at all. And so, like, our our, our, our floor was second bolt, and we uh, – because that was, like, Bolt, Heinz, and Timmer was, like, our three dorms. And, like, yeah. you couldn't go over to the girls' side, like, for, like, 90% of the time. Like, it was, like, separated like that. And so we never partied. So the only time that we did is we would have something once a year. It was called Frat Friday. And we all dressed up like just the biggest douchebags you have ever seen in your entire life. Yeah. I mean, I used to wear white painter's pants and like a uh, pink button-up shirt that was just like super fratty. And it was – Yeah. It you looked... know I had to do it to him. Yeah, right. Hey, oh, <laughs> absolutely I had to do it to him. Like, oh, that's funny. And we, pl- and we used to play – we played water pong on our uh, – Oh, cute. We did the same thing. Front lawn. Yeah. Well, we did Dupong. Dupong? Dupong? Yeah. People like to do like oh, energy Mountain drinks. Dew. Like, so everything uh, that try. regular universities do with alcohol, Mormons would do at BYU with like either energy drinks or Mountain Dew. Wow. Yeah. So you'd like mix all the energy drinks. We weren't even that cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were, we are the number one stone cold sober school in America. I think we're number nine. We have chocolate milk. <laughs> I genuinely think we're number uh, nine. I love chocolate milk. It's good. We Sometimes have the I best order chocolate, chocolate milk. milk at restaurants just to see how they react. If you ever come to BYU again, get the cookies and cream chocolate milk. It's really good. Okay. Well, I don't think I'll ever go to BYU. Most sober colleges. You never know. 
Yeah, there it is. There, there I am. Calvin University now. Wheaton College, Thomas Aquinas College. That was one of our rivals. It's actually, Wheaton and Thomas Aquinas were both rivals. Um, yeah, rivals. West Virginia University. Wait, what? That feels wrong. WVU? Ten most, yeah, that feels very wrong. Western Virginia University? Hold on. Here's As what we got. Brigham Young is number one. Located yeah. pro, uh, 31,000. Oh, Western students. Virginia University is owned by Mitt Romney's family. Really? Uh-huh, and it's very Mormon as well. Uh, Did not know that. Um, now it makes more sense. As in the top sense. sober school spot for 21 years, that's Brigham Young University. Uh, second is College of the Ozarks, a Christian liberal arts college. Arkansas? Uh, nope. Or Missouri. Like Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wheaton College ranks number three. Wheaton. Uh, Christian College asks students to live biblical standards and condemn the sinful behavior such as drunkenness. Where is that one? Uh, uh, Chicago, I think. Yeah, Wheaton, Illinois. Okay. United States Naval Academy. Well, yeah, that makes sense. They're not allowed to. Gordon Christian College, Thomas Aquinas College, then McAlvin College. There, there we are, go, number buddy. seven. Yo, you moved up. Yeah, you we got did. lamer. Yeah, we got worse. We're, we're like, def- I don't know. Uh, no, that's not a good guide. Yeah, our our yeah, we had a. This is so weird to be reading about my college. I don't think I got a very good, like, traditional frat experience because, like. None of the brothers were like acted like frat kids because uh, we didn't have a frat house. So I feel like that's that's number one. But then like number two, a lot of them were just international students. So there was no like boat shoes and button up kind of like feel to it. And then um, it, like three or four of them were retired military in some way. So they didn't give a shit. They wore cargo pants to school every day. Yeah. Uh, and then there was me who didn't have the money to afford stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I, and like the other, uh, a few of the other guys that I ended up being like really good friends with, they just liked to go fishing. So they, they didn't do the boat. They were just kind of like Guy Harvey t-shirt. That's like most of my friends at BYU. I feel like Ed Harvey or Ed... Guy Harvey. Guy Harvey. That's the fish one, right? I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll just agree. The guy it's the it's the fish it's got the, like the marlin jumping on it. Yeah, yeah, no, you're totally right. What was I thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking. Ed Hardy is a guy. Ed Hardy. Instead of joining a uh, frat, uh, I joined a stand-up comedy club at BYU. That was. And now you're here. Now I'm here. Great. We love that for you. Yay! And for us. For, all for us. It is fun, but yeah, that's about as close you, you like. The closest you can come to like communities similar to a frat, I guess, would be that. I know that people compare on BYU campus, like lacrosse team is like as close as you can get yeah, to I a frat because they own like a house i think if i remember correctly like okay or someone like the coach owns a house and everyone from the lacrosse team there. lives in yeah. it so and then there's like apartment specific like apartment buildings where the football team lives um so that they cannot get caught breaking all the rules yeah um <laughs> because that's all what yeah that was a huge scandal that i exposed a little bit with my meme account is that the honor code office? So everyone at BYU has to sign the honor code, except for the football team. I nope. We found out that there is a whole separate honor code office officer for all of the athletic teams, and that regularly STDs are rampant. Yeah, tons of stuff. There's drinking, alcohol, all this other stuff, and they know about it. Coaches, staff, yeah. all know about it because they are doing regular tests, obviously. Um, but they do nothing about it because the, so much money comes so in. So much money. It. And because all of the non-members that come through are usually athletes. And so they kind of are more lenient. But then that became, well, did they sign the same document? And why are you not holding everyone to the same standard? Why are you expelling people? It was crazy. Yeah. But I did have a meme account. And I exposed <laughs> it, bitch. Mm. Go, Dan. I was Gossip Girl, bitch. Uh, so I XO, would just spread XO. all those rumors. Like, Love I, I don't a. know. This is what I hear. Apartment 360. That's where all the football You go piss, party. girl. Go right. piss, girl. All yeah. Right. Uh, I think that's bringing the episode to an end. Before we sign off here, I just wanted to give a shout-out to all of our VIP patrons. If you're on our Patreon, you have access to all of our episodes a day early. If you are a VIP patron, that means you pay us 20 bucks a month. Uh, you get a name on a list that I read uh, once a month. So that's exciting. Uh, so a shout-out to Colby John, April Rowe, Theo Bang, Benj, Binge. I'm really sorry if I get the names wrong. Uh, Kayla Kamara... 
Kamakaris, Wolf, Jay, Mary Hill, Anna Weiss, Alana, Cameron Burton, Cassie Themelis, Themelis, uh, Emily Presley, Joey Millman, Sandra, Sandy, James Hudson, Crystal, Christina Oud, Kurt R. Boss, Annie West, Big Mama B, Rachel Hill, and the Bucheri family. Thank you guys so much for being our VIP patrons and supporting us. Um, what's the next thing I say after this usually? Thank you for listening. That's our show. Uh, If you want to see more of us uh, outside of the podcast, Ryan, where can they find you? YouthPastorRyan.com. Dan, what about you? You can find me at DanBamBam on all social media except for Snapchat, which is Dan underscore Yola I'm muting both of you. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's going to. No. And you can find me at BenBrainerd.com. All my social links and stuff are on there. Last name is spelled brain, like the one in your head, A-R-D. If you can't figure that out, try using yours. Uh, next week, we will be talking about history. It's a, it's a mystery, a myriad bag of random history facts that Ryan is going to bring for us. So uh, tune in next week for that. We hope to see you there. You can find our podcast at gdfmpodcast.com, and you can contact the podcast. <laughs> you can contact the podcast by emailing podcast at gdfmpodcast.com. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye.